Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. There's no wheels today. Uh, over the weekend, there was a lot of podcasts of Akiva without me. So now we are flipping the script. Uh, although I said over the weekend, we're recording this on a Monday night. I think it might not come out till like maybe the following Monday night even. I don't know. Depends how high we are on the Packers. But here to discuss the Packers with us today is Zach Richler. So Zach, uh, welcome to 32 Fans. Is this your Is this your first time here? Uh, thanks for having me, Chester. Uh, no, I did it with Akiva a couple of years back. Just to oh. you missed that one. So oh, okay. Put the script this time. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay, fine. So it's uh, it's my first time with you. Um, okay. Yeah. So I got let's and if you did this last time, I apologize. But like, I feel like every time one comes across a Canadian NFL fan, they're a fan of like a different team and they have like a different explanation. So why are you a Packers fan? Uh, yeah, I can quickly get into this. Pro when I was like eight or nine, when I started watching the NFL, it would have been right when Favre and they were winning all the Super Bowls. Uh, okay. Madden. So between Favre, Madden, and then they share the same color scheme as, uh, as the CFL team here, the Eskimos, or now the Elks. Sorry. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. 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 So combination of things when I'm a kid, right? Okay. All right. Okay. So that's reasonable. So I guess, and now let's start with, with last year. Last year, I definitely was on the Packers preview podcast. I recall. And, and I had yeah, some, it's a good I, listen. <laughs> I, I had some strong takes. Um, you know, I, I think I said like they were a regression candidate and, you know, Rogers been bad the last couple of years. And then the answer to both of those things is that Rogers was the MVP. And so there was no regression and he had, you know, the, in the best year in, since like 2015 or whatever. And I guess the question is now, you know, and we'll get to, I guess, later in this podcast, we'll get to what's sort of happening with him after this year and his relationship in Green Bay. But what are we expecting in terms of his performance on the field this year? Because, you know, it'd be hard to repeat what he did last year, but he certainly has raised expectations higher based on how well he played last year. Yeah. It, it, like I think it'd be almost impossible to match what he did last year, but I'm expecting another really good top five year out of him at a quarterback position. Like he's now year three with LeFleur. They seem to be gelling quite a bit. They've worked hard together in the last couple of seasons on the playbook and everything, and they've got it down pretty pat. Uh, they brought back most of the offense, so I'm expecting another big year. Not quite the level of last year, but still a really good year. Yeah, I, I hate to say this. I think I'm really starting to like Matt LaFleur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Packers were the most aggressive team on fourth downs last year. And yeah. now it helps, obviously, to have this offense. But also, you know, when you make the right decisions, then you get rewarded for them. Um, I guess my question is, though, you said, you know, they brought back most of the guys. Well, you know, obviously, there's a lot of losses on the offensive line. Corey Lindsley goes to the Chargers. 
who was arguably the best center in the NFL last year. Uh, they also lost uh, starting right tackle Rick Wagner. Um, so the question is, what did this offense do to improve? Like, where have they added or improved from last? Uh, so the, the improvement is so they lost they lost Lindsay. That, one, that one's going to hurt. Uh, Wagner was actually the swing tackle, so he only played when uh, oh, okay. Turner missed some games and then backyard in the playoffs. So. That, that's not a huge loss. Um, just growth within the system, I think. Uh, on the on the offensive line, Jenkins is going to take another step. Like he should be competing for an all-pro spot this year after having kind of a breakout year in the second year last year. Uh, so he'll be good guard play. Um, I'm hoping the center and the right tack, right guard will be okay, but get back to Yari back and healthy soon. And then it sounds like uh, MVS and Lazard have been taking, out, taking the next step in training camp. So just growth within the system. Uh, Dylan in the second year, Tanya having a breakout year last year. Hopefully that keeps keeps up there and just just growth within the system. They didn't really add anything on the offense though to at restock. <laughs> What's the status of Bakhtiari's health right now? Uh, I'm kind of waiting to find out tomorrow during cutdowns. It's they have they've been really quiet this offseason about it. it. It sounds like he'll be four to six weeks. So. Tomorrow they might pin him on the pop list and he's out for at least six weeks, but I'm hoping that he'll uh, not be on the pop list as a sign that he'll be back earlier. So probably I'm, I'm hoping around week four. Okay. So yes, yeah, so you'd be missing, uh, you know, two tackles and a center from last year. Um, th- those are a lot of holes. You know, you, you mentioned Tanyan for a second and I, I definitely enjoyed him. I had him on my fantasy team last year and he just wouldn't stop catching touchdowns. Uh, but I think it is instructive as I'm looking at this depth chart that his backup is uh, Mercedes Lewis because Mercedes Lewis one year had a ridiculous fantasy season for Jacksonville because he scored 10 touchdowns. And so he was like the number two or number three tight end in fantasy value. And then the next year he scored literally zero touchdowns. And so Tanya had 11 touchdowns last year. And again, I enjoyed benefiting them from like from a fantasy perspective. But, um, you know, while he was very good for fantasy, I don't necessarily know. And I'm not saying that he's not good, but we, it's not, you know, those touchdowns are possibly a little bit unsustainable and might be behind uh, some of why people are so high in him. On the other hand, the receivers other than Adams have been injured, have been disappointing. And yet Rogers has produced, you know, in spite of that. So, I, I mean, it's sort of funny that he brought Randall Cobb back, but like, he's obviously just like, you know, he wants that security blanket maybe of just somebody who he knows, you know, he can actually get the ball to him and won't drop it. Yeah, he loves his guys. On on the Lewis thing, Lewis is one of uh, Rogers' guys. Rogers loves him, always talks about him, calls him big dog. He's here as the veteran, just be kind of – he's still one of the best blocking tight ends in the league because he's mostly out there in their two tight end sets or in their running packages to block. Uh, Tanyan had – yeah, his touchdowns probably unsustainable, very likely unsustainable. Hopefully he uh, still has a decent year beyond that. Uh, they yeah. added the, a third or third-round guy last year, Degara, who uh, got hurt about midway through the season was on the IR, but he he's supposed to hopefully take a step forward, uh, be more used uh, in their two tight end packages, be their second tight end as a pass catcher. Do you uh, think? Do you think that one of the receivers, whether it's MVS or Lazard, is is one person in particular is really going to break out, or do you think it's just going to be sort of just gradual improvement, but nobody nobody stepping up opposite Adams in terms of like as uh, uh, I'm really I'm really high on MVS this year. Uh, everything I've read, everything I've seen out of out of train camp, all the beat reporters are talking about him as kind of like the breakout of the camp. Uh, it sounds like he's catching everything, which would be a huge improvement. If that was his that's his biggest flaw, is he tends to drop drop the easy one somehow and then catches a lot of the hard ones. So if he can, if he can reel in a few more and no longer be a lead leaguer and like drop rate, uh, that'd be a huge step forward and get more trust with Rogers and really explode 
All right. Now, let me tell you, I'm trying to model uh, channel Akiva here a little bit. I put together my uh, Packers top 10. Okay. So this is, this is my uh, this is my top 10 players in the Packers. And you can tell me how uh, terrible this list is or who I'm missing. Um, all right. So one is Rogers, obviously. Two, I have Bakhtiari. Three, I have Devontae Adams. That's yeah. like a lot of like really elite skill in offense. Yeah. Um, four is uh, Jair Alexander, who we'll get to on the defense. Five is Aaron Jones. Yep. Uh, six, I have Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Any any takes so far? Anyone that I should have mentioned already, you think? No, I think those are the top six. Aaron Jones is always like he's really good. How much uh, this is for like the next three years this season? I forget. How I don't many, know. It's right it's, now. It's whatever. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, who yeah, are your Aaron 10 Jones best right players? now? Yeah. Definitely yeah. up there for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, number seven, I have Adrian Amos, their safety. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then eight, I have Savage, their other safety. Yeah two good safeties so i'm sure okay. we'll get there and then the yeah side. and then um and then i started to run out of steam now i have kenny clark yeah yeah for it, sure uh, i think he's actually the highest paid tackle in the league right now so mm. a little bit more health and a little bit more consistency that'd be great <laughs> and then and then 10 i i really wasn't sure where to put uh, who to put on the spot and i actually put aj Dillon, um which is weird to have two running backs on your list but you know in limited play he was very good last year and you have to think like there's a reason the packers invested this much draft capital on on a running back because i don't understand why they did it but it, like he has to start playing more i just think and he did play well in limited roles so what's your take on my uh, eight nine ten there I, I like it i would have uh elton jenkins in there for sure uh he's gonna start at left tackle okay. well, that carries yeah. out and, and he was a pro bowl guard last year and he should be he's was really high i think he's top five or something in pass block uh the rate by by uh, espn so i'd have him in the top 10 for sure uh over Dylan, I don't think I'd have two running backs, but I, yeah. I do like Dylan. Dylan for sure. Yeah, they've invested a lot, a lot in the running game in the last couple of years. They've added the Dylan in the second round. They added that tight end who's more of an H back in the third round last year. Uh, they seems to be a big focus. Of it Lafleur's scheme is a lot of, a lot of running plays, a lot of play action off the running plays, um, a lot of motion. So they do like using uh, two running backs on the field at the same time. I think they were um, tops in the league at using two running backs at the same time, if not way up there uh so they had a lot of plays last year even when it was williams and jones on the field at the same time or dylan and jones on the field in time uh but they'd also split out aaron jones when they did that and kind of use him as another receiver so yeah uh, i'm expecting dylan to have a lot of touches this year probably i'd say about probably maybe 65 35 60 40 with uh jones as a 60 65 of course but yeah, Dylan. They fit a lot of a lot of draft capital in the running game. So, 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 really do you th you think Dylan this. plays more than like Jamal Williams did the last couple of years? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be my feeling. Mm. So. All right. Um. So, all right. So, yeah. So that's my top ten. Um. It was. Uh. But yeah. It, uh, as I was doing it, I wasn't sure what I was doing at four. Is it for the future? It was a little bit. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. I got to talk to you about that more. Yeah, he always no, has the quarterback uh, number one, no matter who the team is. I'm like, well, that doesn't always necessarily make sense. Yeah. That's, um, that's the, list. the other guy you could maybe throw in there is a Sean Gary. Uh, yeah. But so is he? But he he's not even a number one in the depth chart right now that I'm looking at. Uh, Which is a little concerning yeah. for a guy two years out of being, you know, a first round pick. I think in the last half of. Of last year, he actually started out snapping Preston Smith on that other outside corner from Zadarius. So, okay, it's definitely a three man rotation this year. They probably will play like Zadarius more than the other two, although Zadarius is that might be out for the first week. Um, but he, he should out snap Preston Smith this year. Preston kind of had it down you know last year and was losing steam towards the back end of the year. And, and Rashawn came on strong at the end of last season. All right. 
um, my next question for you is, uh, you know, we we're talking about in the 2020 draft, which obviously influenced my thinking where they take a backup quarterback in the first round and then a backup running back in the second round. You did not get, I mean, so far have not had a lot of return for those picks. So let's, let's look at the draft this year. You know, tell me, tell me what, what your expectations are for the Packers incoming rookies. I mean, right after yeah, that, last you year, draft, you draft a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, I actually, I really like this, this year's draft. Last year's draft, I really had a lot of questions like you did, of, of course. It didn't make much sense. But uh, this, year's, this year's draft, I'm, I'm pretty high on the cornerback in the first round. Uh, he'll come along slowly like most first-round cornerbacks do. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he surpasses Kevin King by the end of the season. Uh, they brought back Kevin King for one year, uh, opposite corner from Jair. He had a rough year last year. Had that, gave it that big play at the end of the first half in the Bucks Tampa. game in the yeah. playoffs. So. Yeah. A lot of people were surprised they brought him back, but uh, Stokes, Stokes is uh, should be pretty good. Um, they they've thrown him under the fire, had him matched up against Devonte Adams a lot during one on ones. He got worked a bit by Devonte Adams, but there isn't a quarterback in the league that doesn't get worked by Devonte Adams. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping he'll have a good year. He'll start he'll start as the third cornerback uh, and just rotate uh, rotate in. Um, they've added, but the rest of the draft, I'm also high on like Josh Myers in the second round, the center Royce Newman, in the fourth round, Royce Newman sounds like he's uh, one of the starting right guard from Lucas Patrick, who has had a solid year last year. So they've kind of restocked that offensive line. Hopefully, hopefully they, uh, do okay. Josh Myers had a pretty good camp and, uh, then Amari Rogers supposed to be a Randall Cobb clone. It's kind of funny that they brought back Cobb after drafting Rogers. They're pretty much the same height weight. Amari Rogers coach. Uh, was Randall Cobb's dad? So sorry, Wait, really? Rand- Randall Cobb's <laughs> coach in uh, I think it was high school, maybe maybe college was uh, was Mario Rogers' dad. So they they knew each other and they're kind of mentors before they were both on the Packers. Now, so they had a good relationship. So wow. yeah, the draft uh, the draft is looking pretty good. Uh, the tackle in the fifth round should see a lot of rotational time. Big guy, like three fifty pounds. So I think this draft is should have a lot more immediate contributors than last year did for sure. All right. So let's talk about the defense. You were talking about, you know, uh, your hopes in the secondary, whereas you said, you know, opposite Alexander has been a big hole. Um, and maybe Stokes can, can some, somewhat start to feel that you have a new defense coordinator in Joe Barry. Yes. <laughs> What's your confidence level in him at this point as we answer the season on a 10? Well, he didn't have great, uh, doesn't have a great track record. He had some a couple of bad stops. I think his last one was in Washington, uh, but they brought him over from the Rams. He's not Mike Pettin, so hopefully it uh, can only go up. They've had a lot of talent on defense, and not a lot of results in the last few years. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, I mean, if, I'm wary because he has bad history in the last couple of spots. But uh, he's he, they brought him in to install the Rams defense where with that focus on the secondary, the too high. And hopefully he learned a lot in his last stops. Is able to implement it now that he's got more talent to play with than he did in Washington or wherever he was before. So I, I don't know. Well, I need a number between one and 10 though. Oh, okay. Let's go. Uh, five. Let's go oh, five. five. Right in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Actually, let me, uh, let's go back to this summer. Give me like uh, what the range of your confidence level was obviously starting at a 10 of that. Aaron Rodgers was going to be the starting quarterback for the Packers week one of this season. Because it wasn't a 10 every moment of the summer. No, no. Uh, after the season, it was 10. I didn't have any concern to be back. Uh, then that news broke during the draft. Probably dropped around a three. 
maybe even the two. Like it got pretty low there during all those reports during the draft, uh, especially since it sounded like they had a trade lined up and you got nixed. Um, after nothing happened at the draft, at the free agency, it, it quickly got back up to towards a 10. Uh, as soon as we got through June and the post that where his money would be a lot less if he was traded or cut, uh, I thought he'd be back when nothing happened then. So. And, but do, do you assume that this is his last year in Green Bay? Yeah, I do. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> and where do you think he's going next year? If you had a guess right now. Uh, if I had to guess right now, Denver seems like they, they position themselves the best. I don't know what they have next year. Yeah. I can see Oakland. He, I think he wants to be on the West coast, be close to LA, uh, where his wife is and everything. Um, so yeah. Oak by Oakland, you mean Vegas, obviously Gruden right, obviously loves him and has never liked Derek Carr very much. Yeah. But I don't think that with no disrespect intended to Rogers, I don't think the upgrade from Carr to Rogers, especially Rogers, you know, getting one or two years older than he is now would be dramatic enough to be making like uh, an impactful difference on the Raiders. Do you? He'll help for sure, but I just don't know how yeah, much you can help like for that Denver, team. That Denver team is a team that issues. doesn't have a quarterback at all. I totally understand yeah. it on Denver. It's yeah. a team that, you know, has a defense in theory thinks that they could be immediately become a competitor if they had a quarterback. Um, but the, the Raiders just don't seem to me to that's like, I mean, they're, the Raiders defense is terrible. Bringing yes. Aaron Rodgers in doesn't resolve that issue at all. Yeah, no, it'd be a step back for Rodgers for sure. Oakland would maybe get a game or two better, but I don't know if it'd be enough to yeah. definitely make the playoffs, I think, make the playoffs. Oh, really tough division, uh, but I don't know. Well, and now we're speculating the playoffs of 2022. And yeah, exactly. Yet, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah, I do. To get back to Rodgers, though, I do think he's gone. Um, I mm. think he wants out. I think the team has always planned to move on after these two years of sitting love. Uh, I hope that he that they turned Jordan Love into Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in New England, or they owner forced uh, Belichick to trade him. There's no owner in Green Bay to force Gutenkutz to trade Love, but that, that's my hope, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's done. Hmm. It, it is interesting that two consecutive, you know, all-time quarterbacks in a row who are very different in terms of their personalities and what kind of people they are, but they both left Green Bay on like really negative terms which is not like a normal thing that we see longtime quarterbacks do, even when quarterbacks switch teams, right? Like Peyton Manning goes from the Colts to the Broncos, but there's no like significant ill will or Joe Montana goes from the 49ers to the Chiefs. But so I, I don't know, or is it just a coincidence? Is a sample size of two? Uh, no, I think there's something to it. It's, it's the front office has been this way since Ron Wolf. Uh, they very much are, they run things their way. Uh, they, and, that can bristle at some of the players. Uh, they very much plan for the future. That's why they drafted Rogers in the first place and it worked the first time. I, that's why they drafted love. They, they like to plan for the future and make sure they have a plan and that the players rightfully or wrongfully don't like it. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely more planning. The similar one to me, like with Manning, you said there wasn't really a replacement ready there. So like, that one was just an injury thing. Brady with Garoppolo, there was some stuff there. I don't know if, how much it was Brady, but it's definitely like they got rid of Garoppolo in the end and to appease, well, I guess his contract was going up. But Although yeah, now it looks like that may not have been a mistake because Garoppolo has done nothing. Right? Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't do much in San Fran. He might be losing his job sooner than later in, 
right now, but yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's kind of the way the front office handles their business and they've had a lot of success. So it's hard to blame them, but they've had now seem to have chased off two hall of famers. Yeah. I mean, the one, the one weird thing I never understood and now that the Packers have gone away from this, but it's not as dramatic as it was, you know, five or 10 years ago, but like, a franchise that sort of was famous for making the first like major free agent acquisition once it was, you know, legalized in the NFL, the, the highest profile, like successful one in Reggie White, then issued free agency as a point of principle for the next like two decades. And I never understood like the 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 logic or the, the moral high ground or like like what what the purpose of the argument was, like why it was considered a, a great thing to not not sign free agents. Um, yeah, Ted Thompson seemed really scared off uh, yeah. them for whatever reason. He signed a couple, like, he even signed Charles Woodson, and that worked out super well, and they kind of, but they were the last resort for Charles Woodson. He didn't want to come here, and then he turned his career around and went in the Hall of Fame this summer, won the Super Bowl. Mm. They, but, like, they seemed to add very, just around the edges, very minor pieces every offseason, nobody notable. And, and, and yeah, it was very much a Ted Thompson philosophy that just no free agency whatsoever. Uh, his Gunkooks, the, the GM for the last couple of years, he had that big offseason a couple of years ago where he brought in both Smiths and for a lot of money and brought in Amos. Uh, so he spent a lot of money then. The last couple of years, they haven't really added. They've been pretty much capped out. They're in terrible cap position. I think they're forty million over the cap next summer already. So they they, they don't have space to add players because they keep on having to pay Rodgers and Bakhtiari and these guys at the top of market. Uh, but yeah, they they only added um, the one middle linebacker this summer probably just another guy at middle linebacker, uh, Devondre Campbell. So yeah, they're, they're kind of combination of philosophy and they've always, they, well, the last few years have been capped out since had that big spending spree a few summers ago. I mean, do you, th- there's sort of this perception you feel like from a lot of Packers fans and as a Vikings fan, and I'm sure he would say as a Jets fan, it's like enraging to hear this, but like, there's almost this sense of like disappointment that like they only get like one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And there's like this fear, like, well, at, we had Aaron Rodgers for, you know, this long and all we had was one Super Bowl. Again, as a Vikings fan, it's enraging because it's like, oh, only I only have one billion dollars. It's really sad. Um, but I mean, is, is that the perception or, or do you think like, no, like we won the Super Bowl and we got to watch this all-term great player and that's enough? It's definitely a perception. I don't know if I fully agree with it because football's so so random and so hard to win. Uh, I definitely think they should have been to. And then Brady goes ahead and wins with the the, the new I know. Team, right? it's so Brady is, Brady's destroyed everybody's expectations, but like <laughs> even Drew Brees only won one, right? Yeah, and 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 he should have won zero. But for cheating, yeah, yeah, exactly. He went for cheating. But so it's it's kind of, and Manning had the one forever and then finally got his second yeah. and he went to Denver. So I, I think Brady's kind of destroy, destroyed everybody's expectations. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the team has underperformed with Rodgers and should have at least played in the second at some point. Well, the 15 and one season, obviously that MVP season to lose to yeah. the Giants is just inexcusable. Yeah, that was. I mean, that, that, that I mean, because that's yeah, that's probably the best Packers team of all time, or at least dating back to the 60s. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. I, that, and, I mean, the team that, that won the Super Bowl was 10 and six was, you know, I mean, it was a prelude of things to come, but it wasn't nearly their best team. Yeah. Let's fifteen one ju- team and that Seattle championship game. Those are the two tough ones. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into the schedule game. Uh, the NFC North has just a brutal uh, schedule this year. Uh, they are facing the AFC North and then they're facing the NFC West. So um, yeah. probably the two best divisions. You know, just as an example of how that translates, last year Aaron Rodgers faced the seventh easiest defenses versus the passing game. 
Uh, and this year they have, I think, eight top 10 defense passing defenses already on the schedule, yeah, which is like, make things, so, make things yeah. worse at 17th game. The Packers get the chiefs. Yeah. Arrowhead. So. Yeah. I mean, that's a good game to go to. And they played last year in Arrowhead. So it's kind of funny two years in a row yeah. for an AFC NFC matchup like that. But the Rogers to Mahomes thing is that there is some sort of uh, something nice about that sort of from a symbolic perspective. Um, all right. So let's start uh, week one at New Orleans. Jameis Winston, apparently the starting quarterback there. This is the late game on Fox. So this is most of the will country it, watching. Will it be in New Orleans? <laughs> so that's, I mean, I, I, that's a good question. I, you know, right now we don't know. They postpone, uh, you know, they, they, they canceled the, 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 the last preseason game. Um, I mean, I don't, so what would they try and do? Would they try and reschedule this or would they just move I, it I to saw, another location? I just some gossip on Reddit, but maybe they move it to somewhere in Texas. Cowboys mm. are away week one. Maybe they played in play Cowboy Stadium. Oh, Jerry would love to. that. I think they played a few years back for, they played a game, not the Packers, but the Saints paid one in the Alamo Dome. So maybe something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, teams do this, right? Yeah. Uh, when the Metro collapsed, the Vikings ended up playing in Detroit uh, right. on, against the Giants on what, a Tuesday night or something like something insane yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But that obviously that harms the Saints, I think a lot, because, you know, one interesting thing this year is after watching a season with no home field advantage in the NFL, we get home field advantages. And like, there's a lot of places where that has a big impact. Um, yeah. You know, New Orleans is one of them. I think, I think this will be a win. It's first game with Taysom. We'll be interested to see what that, or sorry, not Taysom, Jameis. Uh, we'll be interested to see how, they, how he shows up, but they, they should win this game. I think they're slight favorites. Uh, no Michael Thomas. Uh, this is win. All right. Okay. So start with a big win on the road and then come home on a Monday night to face the Lions. Yeah, Jared Goff. Too sure why this is Monday uh, yeah. week two, but uh, a win, <laughs> a win here. All right. And then short rest, you play uh, Sunday night. Uh, so two night games in a row, this time on the West Coast against the 49ers. Garoppolo, loss. Trey Lance, yeah. what's going on there? Loss. A loss. Oh, okay, so I, two and one. Yeah, Shanahan has the Packers number for whatever reason. And then, yeah, and then the schedule, I mean, it's just, it, it's these brutal schedules for these NFC North teams. Uh, week four, you're, you're back home at least, but it's against the Steelers. And this game again at 4.30, so everybody watching. I think this is a win at home in Lambeau. All right, so three Not and sure. one. Now you go on the road to Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Win. The, the first 1 p.m. game that the Packers are playing is on, yeah. is on October 10th this year. Um, all right. So that's a win. So now you're four and one, and then you go at Chicago, another team where, uh, you know, who's their quarterback going to be. I don't know. Rogers owns the bears gotta be a win. All right. So five and one through this early tough schedule. And then in week seven, you are coming back home facing Washington. Very good defense. there. very old quarterback on the other side. Yeah, I think they always seem to stumble at home when he's games in October, November. So I'll give this one a loss. Wow. Okay. So Sir? big, big win for the football team. And uh, the Packers are now uh, five and two and also a late bye. So yeah, it's going to start to get tired at some point. This is on short rest, three days rest at Arizona, Thursday night football. I just won the win after the loss oh, to Washington to come out. A bit so big win. So you make up for yeah. that playoff loss in Arizona a few years ago. Yeah. All right. So six and two. These next four games are brutal. <laughs> yeah. No, this schedule is just it, like, there's no break on this schedule. It's crazy. Yeah. Like what, like, you know, we'll have to see who these teams end up being, but like, especially with one to 12, because it's so unusual to have a buy so late in the season, you yeah. could argue that like in terms of 12 consecutive weeks of playing regular season games, this would be like the hardest in like NFL history. 
And again, that's cherry picking. Because not. Times, well, <laughs> I'm saying not, I'm but, cherry picking because yeah. how many times have you played 12 games in 12 weeks in a, in a regular season? Like, you know, yeah. it's not a freaking yeah. thing. And that is, but um, all right, yeah. So this is a very tough schedule. So yeah, now you so but you're six and two through the through the first two thirds of it. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now you go at fast, Kansas City, at Patrick loss. Mahomes. All right, so I drop to six out. and three. Now you come home, you face Seattle. I think we win that one. All right, so seven and three, and then you go at the Vikings the week of Thanksgiving. At the Vikings, we'll lose, we'll lose at your guys' building. All right, so we'll seven win. and four, and then you come back home. Now we're now we're like past Thanksgiving, and you still have not had a bye. It's yeah. really insane. Uh, you come yeah. back home, and you face the Rams. Yeah, we're going to limp into the bye with the loss. <laughs> That's like me. really, really hard. That bye week. All right, Sorry? so, yeah. So, okay, so now they're seven and five. Come, yeah, with those back-to-back losses going in. To have 12 straight weeks? Especially with the scout, that's like really tough in terms of injuries. I mean, now, you know, as I said, the Packers, I mean, in some, in some ways they had very bad injury, like, right. Like all the receivers last year were injured and hopefully, you know, they should be healthier, but all right, but let's, let's come back to the schedule game. So you're into December, you finally get a buy seven and five nursing yourselves Sunday night football against the bears. Is it a sweep of the bears? Yeah, we sweep the bears All right, eight and five. Now you go at Baltimore. I think we lose that one. All right. So eight and six. And now short rest on Christmas Day facing the Browns at home. Got to win at uh, Lambeau on Christmas, right? Okay. So now at nine and six, you face the Vikings on Sunday Night Football the next week at home. We'll win that one, split the series with the Vikings. All right. Ten and six. And then you go at Detroit in week 18. Yeah. I win as well. Sweep the the Lions. 11 and six. I think, I, I think. And maybe one or two games different, but I think other than that, that's pretty much verbatim what I have for the Packers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's a tough that middle stretch, week nine to twelve is brutal. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I have them with eleven wins, but I guess I shouldn't be spoiling that yet. Yeah, but I mean it is a very tough schedule. And on, on the other hand, look, I guess there's an advantage if you go to the playoffs and aren't the one seed to have that late buy. But yeah, it's gonna be very tough in like October and November to have a I'm trying to remember. I think the last few years they had the early buy and then had that big long stretch into the playoffs. So yeah. this is a complete different schedule for them. Yeah, and I do I really, really love that the only the one seed gets a buy now. I think it's much better. And I don't know why it took the NFL so long. All right, let me ask you a question. So you're putting the kids to bed, you said, right? Yeah, that's right. All right, how old are the kids? Uh two and a half and and two months. Oh, so, oh wow, that's much worse than mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got oh. a road trip uh, coming up in two weeks. I don't know how you did four kids and oh. cross country. I, I would recommend I would recommend getting turned away at the border. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend. Um, yeah, and then I, I saw somebody last night who just went to Canada. He's like, no, I didn't have to do that. I'm like what? So I don't I don't really know what what exactly what's going on. Maybe it depends if you fly, if you drive. I don't know. Yeah, they keep on changing rules. I don't know yeah. what it is right now. Um, yeah, I was putting my kids to bed tonight and it's the last night before the last night before school. And so I was explaining to them why I wasn't like, why I was putting them, permitting them to be up so late. Cause they were still like talking to each other across the rooms and stuff at like nine o'clock. And so my five-year-old says to me, or my six-year-old, excuse me, he's six. Now I said to him, are you excited to start first grade? And he said, are there going to be toys in the room in first grade or just desks? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't remember, you know, I'm pretty sure it's just desks, right? Yeah, I have no idea. But I mean, kids but done that, in kindergarten. But that's like a, that's an intimidating move to go from yeah, a room with sure. toys. I wouldn't want to go from a room with toys to a room with only desks. That sounds terrifying. And then his older brother, who's in like the upper bunk, calling out, he's like, "There's no toys in first grade. We only have books and desks." And I thought he was like just trolling his brother, trying to scare him. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him." 
but I realized I don't actually know if they have toys or not. Do you have toys in first grade? If you're a first grade listener, uh, I have a lot of questions, but one of them yeah, is, let us know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, that kind of, yeah, but two and a half. Yeah. So that's, you're not even into the school stage yet. Well, two and a half. Wait, could she go to school like preschool? Uh, no, we've had her in or daycare. We're, we're not right now. We're both are home, but uh, yeah, it's also with COVID. I don't know what the rules are for that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Cause you just spent a bunch of money to get a bunch of stuff for preschool at home. Keep her, keep her busy while the baby's also around. Yeah. You so. can't, it's hard to put a mask on a two and a half year old. Probably I would imagine. Yeah. Once, once they're four, they like completely stop caring about it. My, my kids are like not even aware of its existence. And like they come home from school and I'm like, you can take your mask off. But like, it's just like glued to their face. They don't even think about it. But yeah, yeah she'll wear it for maybe half an hour if we go out to the grocery store or something. But then it's off. And then yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not reasonable to expect yeah. that. Um, yeah. yeah. So. All right. So the question is, what needs to happen for the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I think they need to stay healthy. Um, they were pretty mostly healthy. For, like didn't have too many key injuries last year. I think they need to stay healthy, and then the defense needs to take a big step forward. That, that'd be a big one. Uh, they were right there last year. A couple of breaks go their way, and uh, they, they're in it. So this health and the defense takes steps forward. Offense doesn't regress too much. It won't probably won't be the number one offense in the league, but still top five. I think they got a great shot at it all. What is not obviously what your hope, which is the Super Bowl? What is your expectation? Like at the end of the season, you say this is what happened to the Packers this year. God, it feels like another. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.